Hey metalheads, you like tattoos? Of course you do. If you're in the Louisville, Kentucky area, come on over the bridge to Clarksville, Indiana and get you some ink done at Ageless Art. If ink isn't your thing, they have a piercing studio as well. Visit agelessartclarksville.com to see some frequently asked questions, meet the staff. The shop is open Monday through Thursday, 12 to 8 p.m., Saturdays, 12 to 10 p.m., and Sundays, 12 to 6 p.m., all appointment-only spots. You can set up your appointments by phone at 812-283-1793 or email agelessarttattooandpiercing at gmail.com and someone will get you set up for your first or your next tattoo or piercing. Hey, it's Jeff McNichol down here at Mom's Music, 1900 Melwood Avenue. I was just thinking, when I was a kid, the magic was at Frankfurt Avenue, the Mom's Music at Frankfurt Avenue, and I used to beg people to get a ride down there just to hang out with the guys and see all the cool gear. Now that I'm the owner of this store, it's like a dream come true. We're recreating the magic with the vibe that we used to have at the old store. We're carrying all the gear that you're going to possibly want. We're giving you the outstanding service and personal attention that you deserve. Yeah, so we've got the great guitar shop here. We're carrying USA Fender, USA Gibson, Paul Reed Smith, Gretsch, Jackson, Charvel, anything you could possibly want. We're going to have it for you. Mom's is and always will be Louisville's music store. Tuning into the Metal Forge, I am Mark Jackson and I am your host. The premise of the show is pretty simple awesome interviews and awesome music. If you want to contact me, hit me up at metalforgeradio at gmail.com or visit the website metalforgeradio.com. And now, let's get this show on the road. Thank you all for tuning in to this week's episode of the Metal Forge. My name is Mark Jackson, and I am your host. Today, I have Vexing Hex here in the Metal Forge studio. We're going to be talking about their upcoming performance tomorrow at Legions of Metal 3.5 at Reggie's and much, much more. But anyways, how are you guys doing this week? I am doing 150% better. Last week... And the week before that, where I was down with COVID, still produced some episodes for you guys. Hopefully, y'all dug them. Uh, by the numbers, it looks like you did. So, thank you all. Uh, but, yeah, I'm feeling a lot better this week. Uh, back at my day job, uh, I'm not, like, hurting as much or, or you know, being as winded as much or anything like that. So, it's definitely an improvement, getting better every day hell yes so please be smart be safe wear your mask get tested if you feel like you're sick stay at home because this uh, this stuff sucks so you don't want it all right so if you feel sick stay at home call go get a test make sure you don't have covid or nothing like that because it sucks so anyways the hot sauce is out and ready. The Metal Forge Blacksmith Hot Sauce by Mad Matt's Hot Sauce in Lexington, Kentucky. You can log on to the Bandcamp page for Overload and order your bottle. They are limited, so there's only about six or so left. Check it out. Get it. It is Fatali and Habanero, and it's got a little bit of a, a back sweetness to it with apple and elderberry. Dig it. I hope you like it. Like I said, it's on the official overload.bandcamp.com. Uh, and under the merch there, you can get the Metal Forge Blacksmith hot sauce. Super rad stuff. Thanks, Matt Matt, for doing that. I do want to thank the folks at Black and American Whiskey for sending me the care package for talking with Rob Dietrich last week, where they sent me two of the 50 milliliter shot bottles of blackened whiskey, and they sent me a 50 mil of the blackened Willet blend and a beanie. It's super cool. Thank you, Jill and Rob, for sending that stuff out. You guys are awesome. Thank you so much. 
So what are you all going for uh, Halloween? Are you going as the, the generic spirit Halloween people like Juice Demon or Midweek Goth Girl uh, Wednesday? See, you know, something like that. Um, I haven't went to a Halloween party in a long time, and I think the last time I went, I went as a zombie uh, metalhead. So that was fun. That was a long time ago, though. Super fun times, though. So seriously, shoot me a message. What are you going as for Halloween? It's just next week. What are you doing? You're going to these parties, right? I mean, of course you're going, but you're being safe about it. So awesome. Shoot me a message. But down below, there are links to the sponsors. And without you guys supporting them, they can't support the Metal Forge either. And I am so grateful that you all do help these businesses. Whether you're listening to their podcast, you're buying instruments from them, you're going and getting tattoos, you're going to the Discogs page. Thank you all so much. And continue to please support all of these guys. You know, Ageless Art, Tattoo and Piercing, Mom's Music, Maxwell's House of Music, Better Days Records, Unchained Tapes, Mercenary Press, The Wrestling Steve Show, The Night Demon Heavy Metal Podcast, The It's Gonna Get Weird Podcast. Keep supporting those guys because every bit helps us at the metal forge and it helps them too also making sure you all uh, click on the spotify playlist as well you get to hear all of the previous uh, bands that have been on the show and you'll be supporting those people as well too thank you all. we're going to get into this episode we're going to listen to some vexing hex because it is spooky season here at the metal forge in the month of october this is revenant
All right, metalheads, I'm being joined on the line right now with some awesome fucking metal. I've got Chris Cadaverous and Radiment from Vexing Hex on the line. Hell yeah. Dudes, happy fucking early Halloween. Oh, yeah, we're about a week yeah, off. Spooky season, as they call it. Spooky season is here in the Metal Forge. That's why I've got you guys here. How the fuck are you all? <laughs> pretty damn good. Yeah, doing pretty great. Thanks. How, about How, are How are you? I am doing a lot better this week. Uh, the last few weeks have been a real kick in the nuts. Uh, I'm not going to lie. So <laughs> I'm doing a I whole lot that. better. Yeah. I feel a lot Relatable. better. And, you know, I'm ready to, to get out and go to a few Halloween shows. With wearing my oh, mask, yeah. of Fuck course. Yeah. So yeah, glad to hear you're doing a little bit better. That's always scary getting having a brush with that. So absolutely, and it it just sucks because you know I've talked to so many people all around the world in, in the mm-hmm. COVID time and all of this, and then all of a sudden it's like I went to two shows, and I'm pretty sure it was ca- it came from one of them, and right. I was just, just yeah, taking and there's people who do everything right and still you know it's just right you know and and i've been vaccinated i wear my mask and i still you know that one day i didn't and i think that's where it came from Mm. and for everything the cool that happened that day that was the fucking the worst part about it so but we're here to talk about you guys tell everybody out in metal forge land about vexing hex all right well vexing hex is a band it's our band uh <laughs> we're kind of in a we're kind of a strange uh occult um doomy band that radiment jump in yeah we're a four-piece occult rock band from the uh central illinois area and the midwest yeah <laughs> right kind of blending a kind of retro metal style with yeah, like psych styles just a traditional metal a- kind of trying to tell some like horror stories absolutely um, and and kind of dive into some like scary shit, existential shit, you know. Definitely. Um, and kind of also, at least for me, like try and experiment with different uh, things and just kind of all the stuff. We basically want Vexing Hex to be a coalescence of all of the things that we are, at, you know, and and like, be it music or not, and kind of blend it together and present it to the world for better. <laughs> Or for worse. Yeah, for sure. Now, it looks like here you had Red Harvest that came out about a year ago. Yes. Mm -hmm. I'm totally digging on the single cover for Red Harvest, this this Grim Reaper in a red cloak. I love painted covers. I I think they speak so true to what metal has been. Right. Absolutely. That's... That was kind of like what we wanted to go for. We wanted like a very kind of, uh, it's, that's actually like a digital painting. Um, who it was done by an amazing artist named Victor Lopez, who worked with us on that. Uh, mm-hmm. we had like a concept of kind of like what we wanted to get across and, and he, he knocked it out of the park. He like, like executed made it, made it even better than we could imagine. But yeah, I, I, uh, it's kind of like you mentioned, feels kind of like an old school classic metal, metal cover kind of style. I never would have guessed that that is a digital painting though yeah isn't it brilliant I, yeah like, very well I, I mean it totally straight up looks like an oil painting yeah it was that it was, was fucking awesome seeing that come together because honestly re- the whole making of red harvest was very expedited i guess would be the word it was like a very fast like the song had existed in our brain you know like in the ether for a long time but we ended up getting setting a hard deadline for ourselves and then so and, and trying to get it done and we did and the art was part of that and there was some last minute you know sort of crunch i guess for lack of a better term um and on the art as well yeah there's so much detail in that thing like if you zoom in on it and everything the actually i can say one major influence on that art not just the classic metal uh you know like oil painting you know that you see on like a do or record or something like that would would be like magic the gathering cards absolutely the artwork for that yeah that's totally that was totally the vibe actually the guy victor who did that he is sort of a D magic the gathering uh sort of fantasy dark fantasy artist so he does a lot of like commissions for that sort of thing so i think he was stoked to do a do like a metal record <laughs> hell single yeah yeah album art so that, that's to- oh. totally rad as shit i can actually see it's like i love being able to look at artwork and see brush strokes and and everything because yes, in the yeah. digital world where you lose that right there is so much that is lost absolutely and mm-hmm. 
you know, with this, it's it, it's extremely vibrant. You know, the red is, and the greens and the yellows and the sky and everything like that is just so. It's I'm glad pun- you it's enjoy that. Absolutely, we put a lot. We put a lot of like. It sounds dumb, but like you kind of do have like you got to overthink every aspect of that stuff. And he, yeah, he's a genius of what I would call like color sort of figuring because you know i just knew i wanted some like kind of yeah like putrid rancid color mix you know like infection things that make you think of like you know pus and blood and you know right uh and that's kind of like it was supposed to be like a sort of disease looking artwork and it's kind of crazy to be like i want this to be i want this to be kind of gnarly and ugly but it's quite like the the ravens and everything he added. It's kind of it's I don't know. Like I'm kind of just it, I'm looking at it again. And I'm like in, I'm like damn that that shit's good. <laughs> like <laughs> as if I never saw it before. Well, I think it it takes it back to a time like you said. You know, like with Dio's album covers and right. Anthrax album covers. And, oh yeah, there's a lot of and, symbology and you know I, you know different. Right, it, you can express a lot of things beyond just like a picture, like a photo or something. Oh, absolutely. And to me, this actually, especially seeing the like all the bodies and the skeletons and everything and the ravens down right. around the bottom, gives me a sacrifice by motorhead aspect oh hell there's yeah. just so much shit yep. going on in the background you have you to ha- look at right it and and For dissect sure. yeah. everything and i think that is where album covers have come back around in this quote new wave of traditional heavy metal where For sure everybody has album covers that mean something again it's not just a piece of digital artwork that is right a, that's, right. A, that's a thumbnail that you have you just need something to accompany your your music but yeah that makes sense yeah. and also the the resurgence of vinyl you know and actually having physical music i think maybe has something to do with that but it's it's definitely been like a tradition in metal for like ever um but yeah absolutely and you know even going back to your all's album haunt the artwork in that even the super um, super amount of detail that is in it granted it, it looks like it was a, a pencil and ink drawing that, that absolutely was, yeah. that was done in like a negative image but there is still there is so much going on yeah the so that i made that art so nice. <laughs> basically that that was like a i don't have a lot to say about it other than i like it and you're absolutely right it was a pencil sketch of and then eventually sort of digitally altered a little bit um and then inverted but we you know we put out haunt as when we were still going by the name haunt ah, so yeah. Originally, it was like a, it looks better now, I would say the cover art, but, um, but yeah, it was, it was influenced sort of by the, I kind of wanted to show like all the elements of the album in, in one image. So there, there is a lot going on. It's kind of a where's Waldo situation, you know, like from a design standpoint, you, you want things to be bold, simple, readable, but in the world of metal and making art, I say, fuck that. I'm just going to make it of, <laughs> of an insane mess, you know? So. But that's the thing. I always love seeing artwork like that and album art where there's so much to take in. And every time you look at it, you catch something totally new. And maybe that goes back to like, you know, horror poster art and stuff, too, from the 80s, because all that stuff was very vibrant and and kind of chaotic and messy as well. So absolutely. For sure. Hey everybody, let me tell you about the new sponsor to the Metal Forge, Unchained Tapes. They're an independent Pennsylvania tape label. They focus on extreme metal and punk with a killer approach to the tape scene. Visit their web store at unchainedtapes.bigcartel.com now to get your fill of tapes. And for being a Metal Forge listener, enter the code METALFORGE10 at checkout to get a 10% discount on your total purchase. That's unchainedtapes.com bigcartel.com Hey, let me tell you guys about Mercenary Press. They're an independent London label and distributor of all things metal. Mercenary Press delivers the goods from their own independent zine. Trust me, you're going to want to get in on that. To distributing various bands from all over the world, including Cramp from Spain and Sadistic Force from Texas. Visit mercenarypress.bigcartel.com to find out what all they have in stock and what you can order. 
And for Metal Forge listeners, enter code METALFORGE to receive a discount on your total purchase at mercenarypress.bigcartel.com. Check it out now. Now, you guys have a show coming up tomorrow at Reggie's in Chicago. Yes. That's right. That's right. I'm looking at this lineup. This is absolutely insane. It's fucking crazy. It, yeah. yeah. It, it's, it's changed re- a little bit over the weeks, but like the final lineup is, yeah. Right. And this rad. is what's called Legions of Metal 3.5. It is the little bit of the, the buffer from where they didn't get to have it over COVID last year. Right. So it's- they're doing it the 23rd. And there's, like I said, there are some awesome bands. Raven, High Spirits. Raven right? is, I am so excited to play with High Spirits. And also we get to play with our label mates, our, our blood siblings, as we call it in Wise Blood, Lavaborn. Definitely. Uh, we just, we just played with them and they fucking rip. Yeah. And they're they're such good great, guys. Great people too. Yeah. Definitely for sure. Uh, Emerald Rage from the Akron slash Cleveland area. Uh, I've played okay. sh- uh, several shows with those dudes. They're awesome. Love those awesome. guys. Of course, High Spirits. Chris, friend of the show. Bob, friend of the show. Super cool fucking band. Uh, Destructor, Lurking Corpses. Oh my. There's like so many awesome bands on this bill. Yeah. And Lurking Corpses was like a replacement for someone who i could i can't remember the band that was originally on the bill but but yeah it's like solid as hell i it's gonna be it's gonna be insane that's all i can say i mean um, for everybody wanting to go to that price is 30 dollars for those bands it's a fucking steal doors are at four show is at five it's 21 and up it's actually 35 day of show if you if you go to the right club if you day. don't get advanced tickets yeah for sure and it's at reggie's in chicago it's an epic yeah, metal festival a- show for october in yeah, more ways per- than one yeah yeah, so, it's a it's an honor to be part of this with such killer bands. It's like you mentioned in October as well. It's kind of the perfect time to right rock out for us. Absolutely, with all of those bands that that are even on the show. And yeah, yeah. If, it just feels very yeah. It's an appropriate mix of awesomeness. Hell yeah, definitely. You're gonna pull out any any secrets? Are you gonna gonna do any new songs at the show tomorrow? Radiment. <laughs> I heard him do a little lip smack song. <laughs> well, uh, we we did play a, a new track back a couple weeks ago, and when we did our first show back at in Indianapolis, and I think we'll probably be busting that one out again. So, right, nice. It's a a new a new one. It's, it's a weird one too. Yet. It has not. It's nope. been partially demoed, um, but basically. It's a weird one to play live, but it's so fully formed that it's like the best, you know, candidate at the moment, you know, Definitely. to add to the set. But it's kind of a uh, mostly instrumental kind of uh, uh, title track, I suppose, would be the best way to put it. So it's out of context. It's kind of weird. Yeah. I don't think the audience didn't quite know what to make of it. So I, and it was very <laughs> fun. But uh, I'm excited to see what happens. Yeah, with it yeah at, it's great at, to just see your reaction. At Reggie's. And it's fun to do stuff like that. Right. It's fun to throw yeah. stuff out there that, you know, that people don't hear all the time or, you know, as you're testing new material. It's like. Yes. Yeah. It's it's it, it was a really fun to because honestly, the you say it's like fun to do like the the, the thing that having our first show back in three years, like the thing that hit me the most was just how fun, like doing it again is, you know, like, and, and having the connection to people. And I think our goal with, with the band and uh, the music we make is obviously we want to make like horror based music that is hopefully kind of, you know, scary. But I guess for me, it's also like trying to make really fun music, whether it's people playing it, like learning how to play it on guitar or just enjoying it and listening to it, you know, definitely. Mm-hmm. Like I said, there's been this whole resurgence of this new wave of traditional heavy metal. And I, and right. I, and I don't want to necessarily lump you guys in with that because there is the occult part of it as, as well. But your sound tends to, you know, have a resurgence going on. It's sure. Super, yeah. It's super fun to listen to. That's the whole thing. That's, yeah. Well, thank you for saying that. That's the goal is just to make stuff that people dig and stuff that we enjoy you know so we did we're influenced by like so much stuff it's insane and yeah old school you know heavy metal is a a massive part of the equation so 
Definitely. I think a lot of the people who are attracted to this style today, obviously they were fans of Judas Priest and Iron Maiden and even Metallica and those bands back in the day. But then they became fans of super, super, super heavy bands like Death and you know just right, like right. That, that whole the progression right right <laughs> like that whole other the- extreme and now that as as mm-hmm. we're older people we we've kind of went back to that judas priest iron maiden that era to listen to again right and have started com- to, to make that type of music again right definitely you know? I, it's like a comfort zone for me like it feels like it's just like it feels like home to me you know like 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 classic metal the whole just everything about it is is kind of I don't know. It's like comfortable to me. I, I understand it and it, it feels, feels good. It feels yeah. good. Yeah. I don't yeah. know how else to put it. It's like, it's literally just the, like I said, with, with Vexing Hex, we want to be like a coalescence, a kind of like amalgamation of all of our favorite shit. I mean, classic metal, like basically is, you know, 90% of that or 80% of that. So definitely. So you said this was your, Technically, now your second show back in three years. Yeah, the Reggie show yep. will be our second show back in three years. Uh, and we didn't really, <laughs> we had one show. At, so I guess it's like our third show, but our second show as Vexing Hex. So, okay. Yeah. Taking out 2020, but just because of it being the year of COVID right. and nobody really had the shows. plague. The plague. Yeah. yeah. Since the world, yeah. as I call the world, caught on fire. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Accurate. It wasn't necessarily that that pushed you all off from not having shows. No, it actually, and this is going to sound terrible. I think I've said this in an interview before, but the plague kind of worked to our benefit in a lot of ways uh, as a band, just because it let us have time to figure out what the fuck we were going to do rebranding our our band, you know, after having yeah. to do that. Yeah, I think uh, that really, because uh, around, yeah, 2019 and the 2020, we were, yeah, with the name change, obviously, and, and rebranding and just, it kind of took a little pressure off of like, okay, now we can focus on right up for, you know, new music, as well as we, you know, this year we added a, a fourth member to the band as well, which is something that we had wanted to do, you know, we for a while to get another guitar player, you know, we just kind of had to work some stuff out before we were fully ready uh to get back playing again in that time i feel like we we accomplished a lot and now we're we're ready yeah we we had sort of a like a depressive state like in i want to say short it was basically from when we released haunt to what it'd be right before covid (laughs) so so yeah it was it was rough kind of we were kind of just in a in uh stasis you know we were in carbonite so to speak um trying to figure out what we were going to do yeah it feel right now i just can't state how good it feels to not be in that spot anymore you know absolutely um yeah it's like everything just is flowing freely it just feels fucking awesome definitely it, it's but yeah so to answer your question about you know 2020 it was like it was sort of part of that pause for us, but it was like a necessary, we did record, we got to kind of experiment with mixing the, our, uh, personas, so to speak, with like our online presence. So we recorded like a live at home sort of video, uh, for Revenant, which was kind of fun. It let us kind of experiment with, with that, uh, aspect of things. And now we're like heavily wanting to do, you know, more online, hopefully streaming like sets and stuff like that eventually. It just kind of opened up a lot for us to have that time where we aren't just worried about physically being out in the world, you know, playing shows and stuff like that. We could kind of focus on, you know, writing music, just weird ideas and, and, and trying different things and kind of finding like, finding like what Vexing Hex was because we kind of knew what we were before, you know, but having to kind of change, shift gears, honestly, best thing that happened could ever happen to us though other than than wise blood records which yeah. we can also talk about eventually which that happened in 2022 you know so yeah that, exactly like that, if if 2020 hadn't been such a hellish shit show from i don't know that we would be in such you know like i don't know that we'd be where we are now so it's yeah. just it's strange and kind of sad but <laughs> i get it it almost sounds like the that it was like a necessary time to come back and rebrand and re yeah like a rethink sabbatical out, or rethink out what was the 
what needs to happen. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. That's that's exactly what it was. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. It was just and, and of course, huge shout out to Wise Blood Records, also friends of the Metal Forge here. Tell tell us about that. So how did how did y'all come across <laughs> Wise Blood? Well, okay. To be completely honest, I was really drunk one night, um, and I, I wouldn't saw expect anything less. <laughs> right. I was just like you know, uh, drunk as a skunk, browsing Instagram, and I saw a suggested like account just popped up that was wise blood records and i was kind of like in i'm not a very social i'm kind of a hermit you know both online and in real life so to speak so it it takes me being intoxicated i guess to send a dm to you know like a direct message to a fledgling label like wise blood records and just be like hey check out our music hope you (laughs) like it and then much to like our surprise uh sean the president of wise blood records sort of responded and was like uh yeah this is really good shit um i'd like to reissue this album if you'd be up for it and we were kind of like or at least at me initially was like what why is the fuck yeah and in the the best way possible yeah what the fuck in the best way possible yeah best way to put it and it's just been it was just um it's been amazing like seriously it's like a dream come true like having people having someone invest in your music at all who has you know the the experience in the metal community that that sean fraser has it was kind of insane you know i don't know a better word for it yeah uh yeah working with them has been with him has been nothing but awesome yeah all positives exactly absolutely welcome to the night you think you know night demon then the night demon heavy metal podcast is for you step into the darkness as we peel back the curtain to give you an unprecedented all-access look into the mind and the heart of the demon we're talking band history song analysis studio anecdotes stories from the road it's everything a diehard night demon fan could want and more This is the only place to learn the inside scoop, the deep dive trivia, the untold tales from the band members themselves and those closest to the Night Demon story. Need more? The sacred Night Demon crypt will be pried open to reveal demo recordings that have never before seen the light of day. All with in-depth commentary by the band and the people who were there for the writing and recording process. This is a gold mine. A treasure trove of all things Night Demon. Head over to nightdemon.net or wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey guys, Wrestling Steve of the Wrestling Steve Show here. Uh, so if you're currently listening to the Metal Forge with Mark Jackson, then you understand that Mark Jackson has a pretty discerning taste when it comes to music as a whole. You also understand that he has a discerning taste for professional wrestling, just like me. The, my show is called The Wrestling Steve Show. Uh, I talk about modern and classic pro wrestling in a completely unbiased, unfiltered way. Be sure to check me out on all available podcasting platforms. That is the Wrestling Steve Show, and I am the host, Wrestling Steve. Just remember, uh, like like Confucius said, uh, man who goes through turnstile in Thailand uh, is going to Bangkok. Pro wrestling. Let's go ahead and switch gears here and let's ask some general profile questions about you guys as people because we're all people out here and that's what matters because we're all it's out true. to have a good time and, and to make awesome fucking music. Hell yeah. What was your favorite TV show growing up? Oh, jeez. Okay, so this is a nightmare for me because I just have to say choosing favorites, choosing top whatevers is like it's it, it it's my it's my biggest kryptonite i think so i'm gonna do my best but i apologize to the listeners for my for for what is about to happen yeah, there's so many uh well, go ahead radamant you can oh, go ahead. you got this favorite show because it's like do i should go with i know like, whatever i say i'm going to I go with with like teen years when i was like more... be like oh shit i i forgot this one but uh my favorite... i can't even think of a tv show home movies brendan small i love home... that Home movies like, is one of my favorite shows still it's, it's today. It's a top. It's like a top five. So yeah, that's, that's still gonna, today one of my that was, one of my favorites. I loved home movies. A, a lot of the Adult Swim stuff, like really for better or worse, my you know sense of humor. Um, but I always feel like home movies is a really underrated little comedic animated show with some amazing talent on it. I have um, never seen it actually. 
Really? So the guy who made Death Clock and, you know, Metalocalypse is, he, it's a show before that. Basically. Okay. It's really fun. Really funny. Yeah. Uh, it's lots it's, of charm. Uh, it's, it's just got, very funny dialogue based, just like, uh, right. Got John Benjamin or H. John Benjamin, uh, playing Coach McGurk. Okay. I could talk about this much too long. So I'll, we're, I'll <laughs> have to check it out for sure. For me, there, there's, it could be so many. Uh, I'll just say one. I mean, I loved Dragon Ball Z growing up, you know, fucking, you know, people screaming, shooting energy blasts at each other. And, <laughs> you know, just key blast. Yeah. Um, for sure. There, there's one. What do you do to get away from music? Oh, man. Honestly, I'm a huge fan of comedy and pro wrestling and film, I would say, is sort of like the thing that I, I gravitate towards other than music, like when, you know, it's just been overloaded, either from working in it or listening to it too For much, sure. which is hard to do. Yeah, uh, I, I like, I'm a big play a lot of video games. Oh, of uh, course, yeah. Also a pro wrestling fan, and I mean, we're brothers, Chris and I, so we're gonna, you know, we grew up together, we're gonna have a lot of kind of similar vibes Definitely. and stuff, but... Yeah, we can kind of uh, answer for each other so on a lot of these. We're very, you know, very similar tastes. But yeah, I mean, I'd say video games is a is a go to. I I play a lot of video games, but it, but it, you're still kind of in it because video game music was such a big thing right. growing That's up. Like some, of, I feel like video game music really, really uh, influenced, huge influence. Yeah. Even vexing hex music itself, but us is so it's not a complete departure from music, but like it's not playing it or well and i was about to say one of your most played games you do especially on twitch is rocksmith which is yeah which is a guitar video game so i mean yeah there's no escaping yeah right and i think (laughs) bands like dragon force were Mm -hmm. majorly influenced by stuff like simon's quest and castlevania Uh, absolutely yes wait till you hear our new music because I was going to say, one of the songs, were, the one we talked about, one of our new ones is like straight out of a Castlevania. Game, I love it so. already. <laughs> yeah, no, for real. It's a, it's, it's a, I mean, I, I've composed some video game music in my day. So nice. yeah, not so have. much anymore, very but that's stuff. a lot of the influence for Vexing Hex is, is, is very much from a video game realm of things, you know, for uh, sure. just, just the sort of like bombasticness. I, is that a word? I don't know, but like yeah. video game music is like usually balls to the wall. You know, it's like insane. It's getting across so much emotion and so much, uh, you know, there's so much shit going on in that music because and in and, and classic video game music, it was limited tools. You know, you had with the 8-bit era, you only had four channels of audio to use and that shit slaps. So it's, it's yeah. kind of inspiring across the board, you know, like just, uh, doing a lot with a little also just the compositions themselves are fantastic for sure and yeah it's just it's a big yeah video games yeah absolutely <laughs> so you brought up wrestling we did who's your favorite wrestler okay radamant you go first because you're the i was a late i he i was a neophyte to the pro wrestling <laughs> world in around what 2014 i was brought in i was initiated by uh yeah the blood of the yeah, undertaker you, we, or whatever <laughs> you know? so um so you're a go newer ahead. you're a newer fan yeah yeah like within the past like decade you know like okay. half yeah. okay so yeah um, i did not watch it as a i mean i i in my teen years you know growing up with uh radiment who you know his mortal vessel so to speak uh was obsessed with wrestling for long time you know most of his yeah most of his adult and young adult life so to me it was sort of like a constant thing that was just there you were always around it but you didn't and i didn't get it uh i didn't quite grasp it yeah um yeah so i I was i've been a fan since about 2005 or so so a little still like i mean that's a while now but it's still you know not attitude era it was post attitude era but like ruthless aggression but yeah like the ruthless aggression era is my shit like that's where i that's my nostalgic era for sure like in a lot of ways eddie guerrero jbl era yeah for sure that's kind of my behind that they still still, you know stuff going on then yeah yeah that's kind of when i hopped in sean michaels was one that really just right away i like i was just drawn into his (laughs) <laughs> like he just had a charm about him even at that time he was just putting on great matches and was kind of a dick but like he was goofy and funny right. also undertaker because i love that spooky shit you know uh i think at the time he was doing a feud with randy orton and they burned his his casket and he came back and i was like that's so cool like you know i right so i like <laughs> i just was drawn in uh you know 
the fact the that, occult aspects of yeah i mean it's always wwe it's always been WWF. definitely with me. who's your favorite though you're dodging the question my, my no, well, honestly, Shawn michaels oh okay well i, I mean i'd say bold, of all time because I, I you know i still am a fan now i not so more of like aew nowadays but like i i still watch so i mean if i had to pick like one overall favorite of all time i honestly think i'd probably say uh brian danielson because he was the one oh. daniel brian because he you know he's the one who really really kept me as a big fan just because of his ability his way to connect with the crowd and just how you know how damn good of a person he is too right honestly for me in the last however many years of watching wrestling the storyline with him leading up to WrestleMania 30, that where he he wrestled Triple H to get into yeah. the championship match that year was probably right. one of the best storylines I think they have had well, in, in the definitely. last twenty years. Well, that lines up with me getting into wrestling. That's what did it. Yeah, that's so when you got. That's, that's when, when I, Daniel on. Bryan is the or Brian Danielson I, I, as he, you know his actual right. sort of name <laughs> suit name I guess they say, but that's what pulled me in was watching WrestleMania what, 30? thirty. Yep. 30 yeah, WrestleMania thirty. 30. So I had kind of been following along, just, you know, seeing, you know, a match here, a, a promo there or whatever, and kind of getting a feel for it. And then watching, uh, watching that show, I was like, yeah, it clicked. It made sense. I totally understood. And it was like, oh, yeah, it's like, this is something I understand. And it, it kind of hooked me there. So it's hard not to say that Brian Danielson is like my favorite wrestler, but I'd right now, I probably will go with my favorite being i really like malachi black definitely yeah he's he's literally a black metal wrestler so i mean i don't know what to say or or orange orange cassidy oh come on really yes i love orange cassidy (laughs) he's do you hate him i want to hear your take what about penta l zero m You know, I'm so I, actually not a big fan of AEW personally, but I am definitely okay, not a fan of fine. WWE right now either. Yeah, <laughs> sure. Yeah, yeah. It's a little bit of a, yeah, WWE's like, I have a hard time even just following it because it sounds so like not interesting to me. Definitely. But, uh, yeah. I like Danhausen actually right now. Oh, hell oh, yeah. Okay. Dude, he is yeah. so fun. He's fantastic. It's, yeah. He's Danhausen. He's, he's funny. Yeah. Very <laughs> you know, evil. Just like very that. evil. <laughs> The very yeah. Danhausen. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I, He's fantastic. Yeah, I I loved when they people were buying the cameos for him to to talk to Jim Cornette. <laughs> they, Just to fuck with that guy. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. They were so good, and of course Jim, he's like, I really like this guy. Of course, then I'd right. probably watch him wrestling, and I'd hate him. <laughs> exactly, but his persona is like fantastic. Oh, it's yeah. it's hilarious, right? Metalheads are usually eclectic people. We tend to find a lot of weird knickknack shit and collect it. Sure, yeah. What do you all collect? That's, well, don't like I've tried to downsize my like phys- you know, like the thing, the amount of shit I own just for you know general purposes. But I have a pretty epic collection of horror. 2000s horror DVDs. Oh hell yeah! Nice. <laughs> I mean, I'm a I'm a big fan of horror. Uh, I I the thing is, I've kind of sadly stopped collecting as much um, physical media, you know. And yeah, it's physical not, anything. I'm you know because it it's fan it's the best shit, but it's also like you got to have a place. It just to takes like, up space, unfortunately. Right, right. and At when you moment. don't when you don't have space, it's like it's just kind of. Uh, it sucks. It's you know, daunting. Stuff. Right. I don't have like a really interesting collection, really. Um, yeah, I don't think at the moment I, I have a, a collection per se. I used to buy a lot of CDs and like would try to collect right. those. Just, like, I have a know, lot of CDs. But one thing, I held on to a lot of this stuff, so I guess you could call it a collection and it means a lot to me, but I don't actively seek it out to collect. But um, I used to sing in a lot of different groups, like you know, we used to do barbershop singing and stuff, which some of that comes through in some of our music. You know, the vocals are a big part oh, of yeah, our sound, yeah. especially, you know, Cadaverous and I, we do a lot of the, the harmony harmonizing together, but I've saved a lot of the music from, I've been in multiple like chamber choirs and a men's glee, barbershop quartets and octets, uh, madrigals, musicals. I have You're just, just name I have dropping. Just, I have binders and folders of just all these old old songs I did, sheet music and whatnot. Nice. Uh, uh, so I guess you could call that a collection because I I wouldn't want to get rid of it. You know, I like to. Yeah, that, that's an archive, if anything. Yeah, I would uh, say for like, sure. 
So and that, 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 you know, that does mean a lot to me. So Hell that yeah. and wrestling shirts, band shirts, huh. those are the only other things. Oh I yeah. Think yeah. Of, yeah that's know? a good, yeah. You have a lot of, you know, the, that ruthless aggression era, uh, shirts and yeah, i think i like just that, threw them so. in a bag put them in the you yeah, know, you're like it's like i'm not gonna wear this shirt of like sean michaels that says like sexy boy on it but, like, <laughs> yeah. but, uh, or but, like um, him like doing a crotch chop and it's like suck shirt. it like, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. It says, suck it. it's like i'm not gonna wear this but i'm not gonna get rid of it either right it mean it there's sentimental value there but it's not something you want to you know wear to yeah. the to the wherever the fuck <laughs> definitely hey it's mark maxwell at maxwell's house of music listen all this stuff is now available to purchase on our website check it out at maxwell's house of music.com we carry all the top brands like fender we got gibson we also have basses we've got ukuleles we've got drum we've got sound gear we've got keyboards It's Gonna Get Weird is the name of the podcast. We're on season two, so you have a whole season to get weird with Frank Green and Scott Clark. The best part is there's always laughter. We have national touring comedians, NFL stars, rock stars, your local friends. It always gets weird. Weird answers. Have y'all ever snorted coke off of a 78 Pinto? No? You ain't no Man. Weird questions. Who had a bigger cocaine habit, Jock Sutherland or Kaywood Ledford? Neither one, because they stopped beating their wives. <laughs> and weird, we never even thought of. Well, no, my friend is on acid, and I sent my friend to go find a payphone so that I can call and turn myself in for murdering this guy and ruin my life. We love all types of people, but we don't love all people. <laughs> weird. It's gonna get weird. Is the name of the podcast available everywhere? And thank you to Big X Sports Radio for being a proud sponsor of It's Gonna Get Weird. Frank Green, Scott Clark. Yeah. Priest or Maiden? Ooh, Priest. Geez. Priest. I, I'm saying right away. I love I'll, Iron Maiden, I'll though. say Maiden, but I love them both. It really, you know, it could be it could depend on the day, but we're going to say Maiden the day. I Absolutely. mean, you can't go wrong either way. So. No, definitely But for not. us, for me, Judas Priest is like metal. Like, Judas Priest is metal. You know what I mean? Like they are like that is the epitome. Uh, so for and see, no, I mean got, that really is you know, and they're it, fuck it, they still fucking kick ass. Yeah, and I won't like, lie, there it's insane. And he yeah. had the dude just kicked cancer's ass. Yeah. Like what the fuck? Such, like so badass. I'm so like yeah, I I love Judas Priest. I love Iron Maiden, but yeah, I'll say I have a yeah Judas Priest 100. percent Yeah, I was gonna say actually Judas Priest firepower and from 2018 is right. honestly one of my favorite albums by them and it's you know a it's killer it's a newer one but yeah. like i think that that yeah so judas priest fucking rocks hell yeah uh what is your biggest pet peeve this might be too broad of an answer maybe not but just overall rude rude people just rudeness you know whether it be in customer service with people or just you know it's just in general whether it impolite it. rude it just when i try to always just well go yeah the, you go, go into the route of an interaction with like with kindness decency. nice yeah. yeah and there are people who don't do that and it's just decency come on you know rudeness is definitely a pet peeve i don't know if that's just too generic of an answer but rude people i, I thought it was good no, I think uh, that's uh, definitely, that's exactly what I'm looking for in this because, yeah, I agree with you because there's too much like intolerance of other people, I think. Yeah, right. definitely. Yeah. Well, and all, it also just feels like when, when you're punching down, when you're taking out your frustrations with the world on other people, it's like, there's nothing more despicable than that, in my opinion. It's like you're, you're, these people who tend to do that are, you know, just sort of privileged and then they sort they they feel there's no consequences so they can do that to say like workers or you know service workers and that sort of thing and it's like it's really disgusting and so yeah that's that's like more of like a it's less a pet peeve and that's almost just like a like a very uh yeah pet peeve is almost too small of a that <laughs> right. you almost need to be like pet peeve is like a petty thing that's why i'm trying that's to think true, like, that's true i'm trying to think what that would be for me i would say oh geez i have a lot <laughs> so why am I, I know I have a lot. So why am I blanking on? I would say stuff like basic stuff, like leaving something open, like a, like an open bag of of chips. Oh uh, yeah, crackers. oh yeah. That shit's going stale. Just clip it. Yeah, that that's a that's a good pet peeve right there. Yeah, I mean and, that's and a, it's that's too, that's a literal pet peeve. 
It happens in like a few yeah. hours. Right. It's it's a little thing, It, but it matters. Yeah, you know? but it does. Could have just put a clip on that, would have been saved, but you know, you fucked up. <laughs> now those, now those, now it's like chewing cardboard. Those Doritos, yeah. those Doritos are, are no longer fit for you. They are no Ritos. Exactly. Nice. Exactly. <laughs> what album is an absolute playthrough for you? Like no skips. Yeah. Okay. This is, that's okay. That's complicated because yeah, there's a lot. The first one that jumped to my mind, I was like, Oh, I do kind of skip the last few songs because they're not really. And it would have been a weird left field answer. So why Radiment is much better about this sort of, you know, I mean, the, the one that my favorite album of all time, Master of Puppets. I mean, it's to me, it's a perfect album. So right. I'm to me, it's a, if I'm listening to it, not skipping anything on it, you know, I could probably think of 10 more, but I'll go with Master of Puppets for sure. I would say probably Alice in Chains Dirt. Yeah. Yes. Hell yeah. Nice. Uh, I love every fucking song on that thing. I mean, there's probably like 10 or more albums like that, though. That's just the first one that jumped into my brain, you know? For sure. Um, and they're so iconic for their times. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I feel like I don't even know if like Dirt has my favorite. I guess it is. Yeah, it's first for- to yeah, it's, it's one of it's my just, favorite albums. It's pretty fucking time. perfect. Yeah, yeah, all the way through. I guess the only thing I don't skip it, but I don't. I guess it's a little su- superfluous. Is the iron gland? Iron gland. Song. Yeah, yeah. Like that's not really necessary, but <laughs> it doesn't bother me enough to skip it. Uh, but yeah, I guess it's not. It's not. I, I guess the best answer would be like Pink Floyd's Animals. You know, like that's like what I. Yeah, I would listen to that straight through. But that's like any prog album. You know. You almost have to, though. That's you have to for sure. Like prog stuff, and also I would argue like all the great, like sort of. Well, I don't know. I don't want to. I don't want to. I would say like there's a lot of um, there's a lot of thrash albums like uh, Radiment mentioned, like Master Puppets. It's like that's like an experience from start to finish. It's like going on a ride, you know. So I would lump that in there as well. For sure, for sure. All right, so guys, I've got one more question for you. But before we get into that. Do you have any shout outs you want to give to anybody? Oh God. Well, I mean, gotta give a shout out to our other two uh two Hex brothers, uh Haster and Liminos, who uh aren't here. But Haster is our know. is the bass player in Vex and Hex, and Liminos is a new sort of uh, he's returned, you know. Uh he's been re resurrected and is now covering rhythm guitar duties and is fucking killing it. But yeah, shout out to to the rest of the band. Um I don't I mean sh- there's so many shout outs. I don't know what to do. I'm like paralyzed. I mean, shout out to Sean and Wiseblood for everything. They, Absolutely. You know, I don't, shout out uh, to Lavaborn. Lavaborn. Shout out to um, Legions of Metal at Reggie's tomorrow. Hell yeah. Please go. It's going to be insane. Uh, it, it's an insane lineup. Two stages worth of just chaos. You got to be there. Looking forward to it. Hell yeah. So final question of the day. What album changed your life? Oh gosh. I just, uh, okay. So many have, you know? Yeah. So um, I'm trying to think of the most, the most, uh, influential. The, yes, exactly. The most influential, like which altered my entire course as a human being and entity. Um, okay. Uh, can I just, yeah, go ahead. You have it. Go ahead. I Um, think I know what song did, but I don't know if that would count as an album, you know? So I, I think. I need to think. Do you want me to go ahead? Yes, please do. All right. I'll try not to make this too drawn out here, but one artist, not so much an album, but Weird Al was a huge, (laughs) a huge, like a gateway. No, for sure. So much music. And I think Chris would agree. Weird Al doing parodies of a lot of different songs. And this, it led into, oh my God, listen to this band because you listen to the originals and stuff. Right. Like Nirvana and stuff. But then getting into like heavier music, I mentioned Master of Puppets, obviously, you know, it, with that, it wasn't so much an album, but just listening to a few songs. But when I heard the album, I, I picked up just kind of an impulse buy because I knew the band and I, I picked up Paranoid, Black Sabbath. And I just remember putting that in my my CD player and listening to it and just top to bottom. It was like I was hearing for the first time, just it was it kind of changed me. It was because I was trying to learn bass at the time bass was the first instrument i learned and i was just like this is fucking killer like everything right. about this it's it's it just it's, resonates it's heavy like, it's yeah it's like evil but it's like catchy it's 
it's everything. It's like, I want to, I want to be these guys. I want to play this shit, you know? Right. So I think paranoid. I remember that was a huge point of like, okay, I need more of, I need more. That's sure. definitely a big one for me. Uh, paranoid was one of the first albums I like played along to, um, like start to finish kind of like try at least the rhythm guitar parts. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but I'd say for me, I guess like maybe one of the most life changing albums would be walk among us by the misfits. Oh yeah. Right it was on. pretty, I, because here's the thing. If I didn't discover the misfits, there'd be, there would be no, nothing that I would like. I didn't know you could just write music like that about horror movies or about, I didn't know, like, you know, like, I guess I did, but I, it woke me up. Like I was like, Oh, I can, I can do this. You know, um, it started me on the path to making horror music and making honestly like everything I've ever made. So it's i i think i have to give it to that mm. um it's i mean it's i think the misfits are kind of ubiquitous for a lot of uh metalheads and you know extreme music fans and Probably. to the point of kind of you know like being maybe a little bit over overrated overplayed but walk among us for sure uh a life altering moment for me and definitely sort of set me on the path to where i am today uh with from a songwriting perspective and that sort of thing so hell yeah and again you know it's it is so different than everything else Mm -hmm. that's out that you know misfits are their own thing right well they kind of invented a whole fucking thing like they took hard you know like it's and adapted it's you know like it, I, I feel like it, it's inspired so many, so many bands, you know, like the Misfits have. And, and it's like, we're just another one of them kind of putting our own spin on, on a classic formula, you know, so. Definitely. And that's exactly where it needs to be. Right. Dudes, Radiment, Chris Cadaverus, thank you guys so much for coming into the Metal Forge this week. It's, it has been awesome. Absolutely. Thank you so much event. for having us. Yeah. yeah, this was a really fun conversation. Great chats. It was, yeah, it was a blast. So thank you so much for having us. Yes, thank you. Lo- we'd love to come back and Absolutely. maybe feature feature different people if, if that's a possibility. Of course, point. it always is, for sure. So we're going to be playing out Red Harvest today because you awesome. guys are going to be playing at Reggie's tomorrow and you guys are going to kick yeah. the fucking shit out of the stage at Reggie's. We are going to we are going to yeah. a red harvest will descend on Reggie's and yes, souls will be reaped and we will yeah, I hope people are ready for that shit. Um it's going to be a blast. Can't wait. Awesome. So guys, thank you so much. Here is Red Harvest.
Hey, thank you all for tuning into this week's episode of the Metal Forge. I want to take a minute to remind you guys about the Patreon page. Over on the Patreon page, we have the tiers set up to support the production of the show. We feature the Down and Dirty, which is just a buck. There's nothing special for that one. It just sends me a thank you because every dollar helps. Then there's the Double Down and Dirty. Much akin to the Down and Dirty tier, everything helps produce the show in the end. You make your presence known, and I appreciate that more than you realize. Thank you for being a dedicated friend and supporter to the Metal Forge. By selecting that tier, you will receive some cool Metal Forge stickers in your mailbox. Now... We're really going to start pounding the metal madness with the Apprentice Metalhead for just $5 a month. By becoming an Apprentice Metalhead, you'll be given early access to the shows, published 24 hours before everyone else gets it. You're also going to receive three entries in any contest that we do here at the Metal Forge. You're also going to receive a 10% discount on all Metal Forge merch, and you're going to receive a sweet Metal Forge patch for your battle jacket or backpack. And now, here is the big one. This is the Master Metalhead for just $10 a month. By becoming a Master Metalhead, you will receive a hand-numbered Metal Forge Master Metalhead membership card. You're going to be given early access to the shows as well, with 36 hours before everyone else. You're going to receive five entries in any contest that we do here at the Metal Forge. You'll be able to submit audio questions that I will use on the show of you asking questions to the upcoming guests. Remember, timing is everything, and you will need to keep up with the upcoming guest list on the website. You're also going to receive advanced knowledge of any new merch coming out and be given a 25% discount on all Metal Forge merch. And you're also going to get all of the other rewards from the other tiers. So visit patreon.com slash Metal Forge Radio today and help support the Metal Forge. Rock on. <laughs> 